Hey, everybody. Welcome. I know not hey, to say that Shut shit. up. <laughs> I'm doing the god darn intro. Oh. Hey, everybody. You're welcome back one. to I Love You. Shut the please, shut the please up. Shut the please. I'm you are too. So. All right. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to I Love You. Therapeutically. There it is. I love nice. you both. All right. I'm Ben. I'm Ben. And I'm Ben, too. It's yes! now three of us. Yes! We have expanded. We are yes. super excited One to have of ben. another Ben here with us. Um, Never his... too many Ben. This is a podcast about mental health and the workers that do the working. Today is our first interview episode, and we really don't know what we're doing, so we're just kind of hoping it works out. So fuck it. So fuck it. <laughs> I'm super excited about Me our guest too. today. Me too. We yeah. do. Ellie, who who is our guest? Um, can you share a couple things about him and, and why we're excited to have him on the show? What a question. Who is our guest? Who is William? What can I even say about William? Break it down for us. I'm here right now. <laughs> oh, what a voice. Okay. Yeah. Ladies. William is one of our coworkers. That is correct. <laughs> so far, so good. Keep going. Um, okay, so what is William? William is a force. That is how I describe William. When we work together, there is just no stopping William with what he is on his way to do, what he is getting done, and what he's planning to do. There's a way that William works. It, yeah, it just like has like a flow, and I don't know, you just kind of keep us all like in check, but also we have to like keep you in check because you get off track a lot, but in I, the best way possible. I love to mess with kids. So yeah, yeah, so even when it's like, insane everything's going crazy there's like fires be to be put out everywhere and will is just like standing in the middle of it like straight face or usually smiling you know just hanging out yeah that's the best part usually smiling and like yeah it's it's one thing to be calm it's another thing to be prepared it's a third thing entirely to smile through it all (laughs) the whole entire thing is nobody's shooting at me so that's that's always great what a great mentality yeah we should all go through life like that like right now like I could be getting shot at right now, and I'm not. Wow, you know how much amazing, you, isn't that it, makes you think about every situation entirely, differently. Like, you know. Wow. So, Will, why did you get into this field? Um, I was looking for a different career, um, going through divorce, and then I decided to do something different, and then I did contracting work and stuff like that. And then I saw that uh, our job was hiring, but not requiring college now i have a lot of working experience entirely in a lot of different fields but i thought i'm like great i love i love to help kids so i jumped into the field applied and uh apparently got accepted and, and <laughs> i mean I sure hope and, so. I've, and i've been there longer than both of you so he just like, showed hey. up one day and was like i work here now that, that <laughs> just came down the road well, walked through the we woods we both know that's how it happens but like, it is <laughs> it, that is exactly how it happens that's so true yeah. So, do you love it? I fucking love it. Best job I've ever done in my life. Same. Wow. Same. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Are you crying right now? I'm not crying. You <laughs> Come on, I cry. Just, I, cry, Ben. Cry. 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 I just, I... Ben's give me a tear. Give me a... It's, it's a manly thing. It's okay. Listen, I'm not afraid to cry. I've seen you cry. I, I get emotional when people talk about how much this work means to them mm-hmm. because... I don't know. I've I've always felt like I, I was sort of different than a lot of people because I, I, I had this great sense of empathy that I like, like you carry the weight of other people with you in a way. There's like a sense of isolation in that. It's kind of lonely to, to, to feel get, what everybody else feels, for, to feel what everyone else feels and then to want to help and to feel like you're doing that work alone or like, yeah, like we talked before 
in those conversations with friends, always being the person listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. So it's, I get emotional because I'm now surrounded by a, like 10 people every single day who are feel the same way who are willing to go through those same moments how weird is that like being an empath and like knowing that you're surrounded by empaths is like such a weird feeling it's like okay i know what they're feeling but they also know what i'm feeling and like sometimes like we discuss i don't even know what i'm feeling and for other people to know it like you sometimes know me and what i'm doing and saying better than i know like you're like yeah i know why you did that because xyz and i'm like oh my god you're right and i call you like my therapist because like you literally like read me Right. Yeah, I feel, but, I feel but, the but same the, way. Yeah. Um, I, generally speaking, don't think I'm an empathetic person. Really? No, I, I see I, that. I, 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 I know you do. I know you do. If, if you're intelligent, you understand. You, you see that. Like, so I'm, I'm obviously smart. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I'm not empathetic by heart. So this is maybe one of the things that makes our team work so well mm-hmm. is that Ellie and I are both super empathetic people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and think, I'm not, and I'm not. But like, but, but, but yeah. you are. I mean, you are. But I am, you, but you, I'm not. But I'm you, empathetic to our kids yeah. we're dealing with. So but like, you also don't give a fuck. At some I, don't, point. I don't give yeah. a fuck like about you, the adults though too. So yeah, right. no, if that I is pissed, untrue. One time I was crying, William, and you patted me on the back. But I'm I'm not empathetic to the average adult. Like you right, dug your right. own grave, you're there. Deal with it. Deal with it. You you make the bed. Yeah, that you have to lay in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, if you could change, if you could change one thing about the job, what would it be? That's a good one. Oh, I hate to say it though. Just say it. It's okay. It doesn't have to necessarily be. Can we edit it out after the fact? Yeah, you say whatever you want, and then if it doesn't sound good, we'll take it out. Management. Oh, do not put that in there. No, 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 Without making it specific, and if it comes out, I don't really fucking care anymore. Right, but I, but, but, what is what? What specifically about management in a facility like us? If you can make it more generic, that might be more helpful for the listener. Um, let me think a way to discuss this. Uh, And maybe one way to think about it is: what would the ideal management look like, and what does the management? I'm I'm working on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, people in higher positions. Are less connected to what's going on in reality. Wow, that's so true. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so I would like them to be more on ground level to see what's going on on the ground, and then be able to adjust their focuses towards the benefit of the child. That is such a good point. Oh my god, well, I was so. trying to think of what he was going for and I couldn't. But that's such a good point. Like they just come in and they're like, "We're gonna do this, this, and this," and then they leave. And I'm like, "Well, you don't even know these kids." Like, you don't even, right. not like we do. We're with them so 24/7. much. Yeah, and like. Here's the whole thing, guys. Hey, guess what? Decisions. We're foster parents. That's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. They're not our kids, but but they are our but kids. But we parent them. And we fucking care about these kids to the ninth line. Like, yeah. we really do. Like, we really want these kids to succeed. Even the worst kids we deal with yeah. that may make our day miserable. Sure. We All want them. them to succeed entirely. Absolutely, and I don't. I don't know a single counselor in the whole entire group and everything that that thinks differently. Like, we really care about these fucking kids. We do. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think that it would be a tenable solution to put more of the, I don't know, not authority, but like to give the residential counselors like us more sway about what the rules and structures should be in the dorm? Because right now it's pretty top down. 
Well, if I we mean, were able to say like here, like there are some basic expectations, which we can all agree with, right? Like there's a certain limit to like swearing and off track behavior and whatever else, but dorm specific child specific plans are the leading framework. Well, and those are created largely by the closest people, by the RCs and the clinicians. I don't know if you were part of this conversation that's happened in the past couple of days, <clears throat> but that's what we're leading towards currently. Okay. So, and uh, I know it's an ebb and flow thing at our job where it goes one way, then goes the other way, it goes one way. This is what apparently they're leading towards currently. But that being said, I have to thank our supervisor for trying to have our back as much as she does. Right. And, and not just our, our supervisor, supervisor. Yeah. not just our dorm supervisor, but our clinician too. For sure. Because she has really backed us up that much. And I think that's what's led to the situation we're dealing with currently, that our dorm is very successful currently, right. compared to when I walked in this dorm nine months ago, kids jumping out of windows and stuff like that. This is the best fucking situation I've ever seen. Can I, you? Oh, I'm going to take a piss. So. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, we can pause it and you can come right back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't want to cover my Cheetos. Oh, can I eat some of these now? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't quick. sound real. You didn't. Okay. What am I doing? I'm sorry. Welcome back to our podcast. That's it. Where Perfect. the fuck are we? Where the fuck are we? That's We're the name of our office. podcast. Guys, the walls are pink. There's some wallpaper. There I are... love your bathroom now. Thank you. I also did that. It's a nice bathroom. Um, I like the frog holding the flower a lot. I've That's had really that since I, it's actually my parents. I just had like that the treat mentality. It means a lot to me. It looked it looked well. Of course loved. you would pick that up. Of course you would. Um, it's called having taste, and also <laughs> my mom is obsessed with trinkets like that. You guys see been. my finger right now? What's it say? Or. <laughs> Or, 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 exactly. or, oh, dude, that's so funny. So Will got a tattoo today that says live free or die, which is the motto of our state, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Um, 603, baby. Shout out. Um, and uh, it else. says live free or die on each of his fingers on his right hand. And the middle finger says or. So it's like, like, fuck off or die. Is yeah. like, <laughs> or I'm just giving everybody an option. Yeah. When I or I could fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, who are you? Um, I'm William. Why are you here? Fuck if I know. <laughs> Will, what is what is your what is your goal for your life? What do you want to become? Whoa, for your life, that's pretty. Oh, oh, goal. Life yeah, yeah. goal. Twenty. Goal. Wait, wait, hold on. You should have said goal for your life. What do you want to become? Okay, things. fine. Answer whichever one you want. But what what do you want to become? My goal, my goal in life is for my children to succeed. Oh, that's Obviously, so sweet. By far. Like, You're just trying to make me cry. No. Yeah, honestly, then. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Like, Belly. Yeah. What is the hardest part of the job? I mean, I, I, I got it. I'm going to come across and sound like a dick, but nothing. Right. Um, this feels so natural to me. Right. That. I've never, and, and by far, I've worked million jobs. Never felt natural to me. But this job feels natural to me. It's it's the best fitting job I've ever had in my life. I, I can't believe that this felt, felt so well and felt so, like, natural going into it. 
What do you think is natural? I'm sorry. Did you want to ask a question? Yeah. Yeah, please. Um, please I, do. Please do. I think that's really interesting that, like, you're basically saying, like, the job is easy. Like, I'm not trying to, like, call you out, but, like, no, no, you I, are, I, right? I, I 100% say that. Yeah. It's easy. Which is really... Which everybody else, it gets destroyed by and stuff, and I, yeah, understand, this... and I understand why they are destroyed. Yeah, Don't this job, like, absolutely broke me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, enter Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, no, lovely, for real. Lovely, pretty Ben. You're like, you're just so pretty, Ben. He is pretty. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, for real. So like I I could name 14 things right now at the top of my head that are so hard about this job. And you're like, no, nothing. And like, I think that's one of the best parts about you is like, you're yeah. so like easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover, uh, girl. cover girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. I, I will totally tell you that it makes zero sense to me why this job works well. Well, do you want me to tell you my perspective on it? Well, hold on. I'll, I'll finish my statement, then you can continue oh. your perspective. <laughs> <Just> sir. Yes. <laughs> but I, I didn't live, like, a privileged life and stuff like that. I was a bad boy and blah, blah, blah. The fact that I knew I was doing something that mattered to kids, like, to disprivileged youth and stuff like that, like, made me feel awesome. Yeah. And, and the minute I felt that way... It Everything just else goes out the window. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, so it. so the the comparisons that I have like to what you just said is like, like the meaningful job and like we're doing something that matters and you love it and it felt right. So like that, I feel all of the same things, but I think it goes back to the empathy thing that we were talking about before, and like yeah. I'm also <laughs> super sensitive. So we're, when the kids are really like, gonna, we're going to really disagree you're, about empathy. But you're yeah. a dumb bitch. I'm like, wait, what? So like, yeah. <laughs> for you, you're like, all right. You know what I mean? I, I have zero empathy. I just, I feel everything they feel. And then also I'm sensitive on top of that. So that means I have all of my own feelings. I'm dealing with like so many emotions at once between mine and theirs and like everybody else that works there. And I think that also makes the job super hard for me because we do work with a lot of empaths. And I think empaths are usually more sensitive, like mm-hmm. Benny boy here. Um, and there's just a lot, like I literally go home and I'm like emotionally drained and like not like mostly physically too, but like the the most draining part is the ment- I mean the emotional part for mm-hmm. me. When you come when you come home from work, do you feel emotionally exhausted? No, not at all. Really? Do yeah. you, Ben? Oh, I 100%. actually I, I fucking feel like honestly, you want to ev- drink. No, I do, <laughs> I do totally feel like I want to drink, but that has nothing to do with actually the job. More has to do with my personal life sure which we both sure, yeah, right, we right. all know my tirade of personal life i'm dealing with right now currently for sure yes but um no the kids rarely ever Sorry. push me to that point but uh <laughs> but other than that other that. than that i, didn't do that I literally walk out of our job every day of the week and feel good at what i did like oh, and wow. that's really fucked up no, that because i know be nice. you guys stress so much after you leave and it, and it bothers you well i mean sometimes me, I walk through and I feel clean. Well, so I feel I, like I feel, I feel like I feel like I did the best fucking thing I possibly could do with these kids, and I'm, I've worked there both longer than both of you. So like, it keeps getting reinforced right. by by personal situations that I'm actually really doing good. Like you know, like absolutely. And first job I've ever had in my life that I felt that way. That's right. the key thing, which is why I'm coming back. Even though I was making a shit ton more money before this point, but I'm helping kids, which is by far the only really thing I care about because the, the, that's the easiest way to make impact. If you concern yourself with adults, it's so much harder. We get ingrained. We get stupid. But kids should be always the basis of the whole entire society because that's what makes society exist. So. They're the sponges. Yeah.
what is one piece of advice that you have for uh, people entering the work or if it's someone in the field like just someone working in maybe maybe someone working with us like pick a generic person you know what i mean like but what's what's one piece of advice you have for someone who is either in the field already or interested in the field that would help them in their work look at that fucking person and see that they don't have all the benefits and everything you've had in life and try to move them beyond that point. That's the end of it, yeah. So keep a focus on the child. Mm-hmm. Keep the focus on the patient or student or child or whatever we want to call them, you know? Like, you know? Right. So keep the focus on them. What Who if- the fuck cares if <clears throat> your fucking day sucked and shit like that? I mean, you could, don't get me wrong. Tell the fucking kid, hey, man, I haven't fucking slept in like 36 hours. You know, like, can you please not do this? And if you tell them that, it really does make a difference. Like, because they're people, too. And you know what? The kids we work with aren't bad. They're really good kids. They're, they're really caring kids. So they want to care so much. So once you connect with them and you say, like, this is a situation, like, and it sucks for me. Can you please not do this? You know what? They actually respond way better than you think. But it's probably the best thing we can do with them. Because it's more realistic, you know, like, if I, they go deal with a clerk in a fucking office that mom's died last night and she's crying and stuff like that, maybe they should be a little bit more empathetic to the situation. So I, I definitely do something like what you're saying, just like a little bit different. Like, I think I leave off the, like, can you please not do that part? But I'm super open about, like, my past. So, like, there are similar situations that I have lived through when I was, like, the the age of the kids that we help and like not that I'm great or anything but like I I use it as like a like a role model type thing like hey like mm-hmm. I went through that too and I'm okay like I'm I'm, I'm all right you know I'm, I'm still doing life and like I I think that what you're saying is like connect with them on a different level mm-hmm. rather than like I'm the staff and you're the student mm-hmm and i'm a fucking person yeah and bringing back to like the basic like human level like we're both humans like like i have trauma in my past you have trauma like mm-hmm. let's work through it together yeah two quick points first you are great <laughs> i hate when you say stuff like that. sorry you are great you your first reaction to the question of piece of advice is to keep the focus on the kid and then when you went to expand you said well i am honest with them about how i'm feeling mm-hmm. i just thought that was interesting that's super a super good point it, and it doesn't conflict and Why i think why is that interesting, though? That should be the, the way you would well, take it. Some people don't see it like that. I would say if my focus was always on the kid, I would speak as little about myself as possible. Mm-hmm. But the really important thing is one of the ways, one of the things that we give to these kids is genuine connection. Mm-hmm. And by being honest and forthright with them and having those moments where you're 36 hours on the job and you have only had a couple hours of sleep or not at all, being able to say, I'm super tired, lets them – it like – it allows Humanizes them us. exactly and it Humanizes allows them us, to be yeah. tired or sad yeah. or scared or whatever yeah. it is it gives them it gives them the space to do yeah. that so yeah. even though it is self-reflective on your part as the staff it's still very much about them. well you have to have a new no fear like way to go in here if you're gonna do the best job the whole thing is though who the fuck cares right are they gonna be better that's all that matters so and we all dealt with this shit as kids you know it, in fact, I generally think the only people that end up in this field are the people that have had bad times. That's fair. 
Yeah. Like, as far as I've seen... Yeah, because when you live through it, you don't want anybody else to, like, exactly. suffer. Exactly. So, that, that's why you try to move into this field, so... Who is... Oh, <laughs> yeah, let me try again. Uh, <laughs> the ring over here. Don't be afraid. I love that's you therapeutically, too. Hey, who is your role model for the work that we're doing? What oh, you... oh, I... I had a high school teacher for three years involved in science and quarantine technology class and I name him entirely and I've let him know how much he's changed my perspective on things recently probably in the past month so what what year was he your teacher um in 2000 no like what year of of school is that for 2000 (laughs) what year of school 2000 what grade were you in Oh, oh, um, I got you. Well, I had him from sophomore to freshman, or sophomore to senior, so. Roger that. Yeah. Is that what what you're trying to ask? ask. I'm like, what year? I'm like, 2000, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was five. Um, What what about him inspires you? He broke the rules. Mm. Entirely. What's an example? He broke the rules for students to do something different. With their plans and stuff like that. When he believed uh, it was better. When he believed it was better. And that's that's the biggest thing. That's totally what you do. Yeah. I know I know you know I do this. So like I'm I'm emulating him, like, you know, entirely. I think it's really interesting that you knew exactly right off the top of your head who Yeah, I I don't know who my role model is. I've talked to him in like fucking the past nine months, so like yeah. Oh really? Yeah. You reached out to him? Yeah. After you started this work. When I started this work, I wanted to reach out to him, telling wow. him I was doing this work because it made that much of a Did difference. Did you talk to him on the phone, or did you send him like an email? Or um, I think we talked on the phone and t- sent an email. So what was his what was his reaction when you talked when you told him? You're that? Doing a good job, like you know. Yeah. Did that? Yeah. Did that mean a lot to you? No, actually, yeah. it wasn't. It was. It wasn't that. You just it's want. Just, you just need. You I just wanted, wanted him to hear let it. him know that his effort wasn't, you know, like ignored. You know, like. I know who mine is I, now. I reached out and then did something different beyond what I should be doing. So, Yeah, that's awesome. Are yeah. you uncomfortable? Uh, other than my ear got pressed backwards, so that's why I'm changing my okay. mic. No, I like that. That's a cool style. Yeah. Ellie, what about you? Who is your mentor? Or no, who is your inspiration? So I... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> when he was talking about like like telling them, like going back and being like, I'm doing this now. like You know what I mean? Um and a person who changed my life a lot. It was my first therapist. I'm going to call him out. Brad, love you. Yo, this is the second shout out for Brad. I Brad, fucking miss you. You're doing good work, man. Oh Keep it God. up. Literally we need more amazing. people like you. Thank you for all you've done. Yeah, I did talk about him because I talked about how therapy changed my life. And it was not therapy with Brad. A therapist changed my life. That's what I should have said. Oh, that's that's a really cool way of phrasing because it. Because he did. That. He, I went to him and I wanted to die. Like, I literally wanted to kill myself. And he fixed me (laughs) he fixed me he really did and i if i could talk to him today i mean he's not dead i could (laughs) i would just tell him like hey like you you inspired this in me and i am like where i am in my therapy journey and also my like career now because of him like if i never went to therapy i never went to see him i'm gonna raise a hand over here yes william after after you're done excuse me oh okay yeah yeah keep going i don't know this you were <laughs> just talking about how much Brad has. Brad's an awesome guy. I love you therapeutically, Brad. Um, can just to push you a little bit on it. Push me. If you could name like one or two qualities about him, 
that mm. you want to emulate. Okay, number one, he's bald. No, I'm just Let's kidding. go. <laughs> it, I'm baby. just kidding. One um, check in my corner. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, Will. I, okay, so I can think of one. Maybe I'll think of another one while I'm talking about it. But he, this is kind of what my current therapist does too, which is also why we click. He would ask me questions that made me think about a situation in a different way. And then, therefore, I would find my own answer. So, like, let's say I was upset about homework. And I was like, this homework is so hard. He would be like, I don't know, that's hard. That's hard. I shouldn't do an example. But (laughs) he would just make me, he would just make me, like, like view it. Like, he's another point of view. And, like, for me, therapy is so effective and useful because I, like you were saying earlier, like, I need to hear my problems out loud, which is why I'm a fucking talker. Like, people think I'm a gossip. Oh, my God, I just had a gossip. Um, (laughs) But I really just need to hear things out loud because once I hear it out loud, I can find different perspectives on it. And he would find those perspectives and be like, well, what about like this? And then I'd be like, oh, my God, who changed your perspective? Man, I haven't even been thinking about my answer. (laughs) Um, Mine just kind of came to me like I was where you are right now. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, duh. Okay. So I – so – cliche answer but the honest one would be my mom oh my god i was gonna say is it your mom <laughs> and i know you but so, th- well. so i want to make i want to put a fine point on this because Shut there's up. a really really important way that she has affected it's not just that she like loved me with all of her heart okay. and, and she doesn't sh- love you no That's she so does sad. she 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 taught me how to love fully but yeah. the, the the really important thing is patience mm. and consistency and positive affirmation like those are three things that every single day I, I cycle through in my head when I'm interacting with a kid. Like I try to sit there as long as they need me. I try to say something positive so that there's a new track in their head. And I try to be like, cons- I try, I try not to get blown around by the sort of the wind of my emotions or things. I try to stay right with them in that moment. It's what, what, like this woman that raised me is a freaking stalwart. She is so strong, so powerful, so intelligent. But she really wasn't, though. Like, she but she there. was. Like, Jesus, no, William no. is showing, throwing no, 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 everybody no, no, today. No, 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 I'm educating ben, your as, as a parent. Like, <laughs> like, she wasn't. She just chose to do this, which was an amazing idea to do. But, like, she could have but been. That's, but my, I, 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 let me just say, the way that she has influenced me. Is, is amazing, yeah, entirely. But it's yeah. but it's about like the the simple things, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Which which is what I like did the like, the so small change in perspective, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. being able to yeah to step away from your problems and look at mm-hmm. them. Like it's a small little crap that it doesn't seem like it's a big deal in the moment. As a kid, it was the stuff that I hated the most or that I didn't even think about. But now that I'm an adult and I'm working with these kids, it's things that I but, I, I focus on every single but day. The kids we deal with could but expose the exact same situation <laughs> and resolved it differently though. So, For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That was a good answer. I knew yeah. you were gonna say your mom. It has to be her. She, uh, and I, all right. I'm let so me, jealous that it's her. Yeah. I am. I don't think cool. her. I don't think her enough. Um, yeah. It's, it's the. <laughs> no, please don't take it. I want Ben. You know, you have no idea how much self-control it takes for me to not rip that out of your head right now. All right, so one thing we haven't done. All right, so we're gonna change gears a little bit because okay. I want to. I want to get some um, really useful content that we haven't worked on yet. Oh. One of the things we haven't done is really describe the work that we do. We do the work of 
saints. <laughs> we do the work of people who care way too much. No, but I think imagine the scenario where there is someone who just happens across our podcast. They're interested in the mental health field. They're not really sure what we're talking about because they don't know us. They don't work with us. They don't understand what mental health field or treatment facility means, right? And those aren't even necessarily the right words for what we do. What What is it that we do? Okay. I say I work at a residential <laughs> treatment center, like you just said. You don't know if people know what that is. But I work with teenage boys who are behaviorally challenged. <laughs> Because the main thing that we deal with is the the behavior issues. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're there to, like you said before, teach them right from wrong. Teach them like basically how to be like people while we're also dealing with the struggles that they they deal with internally that affects their behavior. That was too much for regular schools, regular public schools, because they need such like so much attention. There was like, you know, like in elementary school, there's like 28 kids in a class. And we can't, we, our classes are smaller than that so that they can have the attention that they need. And then the other half of it is teaching them like what their parents would teach them. Like what William said, like we teach them about nutrition and like personal hygiene and like cleaning your room and you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And then also the right from wrong on top of dealing with their behavioral issues. How to be a person. Yeah. How to be a person 101. Uh Right. We got So, and just to give a little bit more sort of specifics to it, um, we we start our shift at the end of the kids school day Mm -hmm. so we pick them up from school and then from school to bedtime we we orchestrate everything (laughs) throughout their day so as me as as mundane as brushing your teeth having to remind them to brush their Mm -hmm. teeth to having intense conversations about like why their life is worth living and and when you know there's a struggle how to get through it how to repair with the person how to build honest relationships we we have a whole spectrum of of conversations and activities that we do with them from the, the most mundane to the most intense and deep. Yeah, generally speaking, most people would call it a shit show. <laughs> but but what we see is we care for these fucking kids and we want them to survive. So Sometimes I tell my friends that I go into work and I watch TV with kids. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. This is what I'm yeah, doing. That's a or swim with kids or whatever yeah. we do, we go hiking with kids. But then we're also like putting kids yes, in restraints. But, but yeah, <laughs> the whole entire thing is we're trying to fucking better these kids at every yeah. fucking help them, yeah. Every fucking turn of the coin, we're trying to make these kids do better. And like you said before, the one percent of the one percent is like it's the one percent of the one percent. With it. that's what we like deal they, with. A lot of our kids also feel like everyone's given up on them or left them in their life. Like when I first started, and we're the last ones to go like, for it. So they were like, "Why would I build a relationship with you if you're just gonna leave like everybody else?" And that like hit me so hard. That made right. me want to stay even more. On the mm-hmm. days when it was so hard, I was like, "No," because I want these kids to know that people don't just always leave. And then months later, they're like, oh, my God, like, she's still here. Maybe mm-hmm. now I should start building a relationship with her. I have. It's a, it's a hard one fucking, you know, a hard one situation. Mm-hmm. But you show, you keep showing up every fucking day of the That's week. That's right. Just for three months, which is normally in, you know, normal life is pretty not that big of a deal. But with these kids, you keep showing up for three fucking months. That matters so much. That's more than their parents showed up. Like, exactly. That's more than their their grandmother showed up. Right, and then the past you're, you trauma. You keep going on and trying to make them do better, and that you're concerned about their welfare, not about your welfare, yeah. not about what money you're making. You're trying to push them farther to do Although their task. They like, love to tell us that we're only there for the money, which is mm-hmm. my favorite thing for them to say to us because we make 
Shit. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, but I have two points off of what you just said. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one is something that I've noticed recently that not only I've been more like attuned to, but like I think I don't, I don't know if I just haven't been noticing it or if it just started to like there's like an uptick in like paying attention to this, but like teaching the kids when they have like big reactions or like like a lot of emotions or whatever kind of teaching them like hey that was like kind of a big reaction to that like yeah. like that was like a little bit too much or like yeah you can cry right now like you have you can be sad like you can have big emotions or feel that you're, you're able to have an emotion but you need to walk up walk away from people and then hinder herself as an adult like you know uh, well, it, that's I what we're trying to teach in the end so. i don't walk away from people when i'm crying i just can't start crying but <laughs> i know like, i know i know that i've seen you the, cry so many times it's not even funny but the besides point, the fact the so. other point that i had was oh god it's gone <laughs> Shit. i'm sorry to remove your point i can't i can't remember what it was i'm sorry it's okay. All right, cool. I'm just, just I'm just fart? making sure. No, that was my hand. He oh, farted. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I farted for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you could say something to boys right now in our dorm, what would you want to say? To them? There's a famous quote that you look up at the sky and in the darkest area you'll see, you'll see the the brightest stars. But that's incorrect entirely. Because it's foggy, you'll never see those stars. So it's a matter of staying there and looking up at night after night after night is when you'll see those stars. So. Yeah, that's actually really yeah. profound. Mm-hmm. Basically the this same quote. Bullshit. You're just saying some nights you're not going to be able you're to see. You're not going to, and you're not going to, and that's the big thing. Like, that's the big thing. Like, you assume that you're going to see the best stars. No, it's fucking it's foggy as shit, and you're fucked. You know, like... Like all right, but all right, real quick, real quick. If our kids are listening, our students in our in our dorm or on campus in general, what's something that you would like them to hear? You can mm-hmm. get through it. All right. Um, my last question, and then we can think of a fun way to end it. If our the staff that we work with are listening. Mm-hmm. What's something you'd like them to hear? Remember what you're working towards. Hmm. Remember why you're doing it. Yeah. Remember what you're working towards. Like, remember why, you know? Like... Okay. Ellie. If our coworkers are listening, what's something you'd like them to hear? It goes back to, like, the, <laughs> the whole reason of the podcast. Um, like, what I talked about last time or even on the first one. Um, about making a, a video of like when you have a really good day, just to remind yourself, like why you put yourself through all the bullshit and like why you're putting yourself through all the emotional exhaustion, physical, mental, all that. Um, just remember why you do it. We do it because we care about the kids and we want them like, kind of like what William said, we want them to succeed and be well and live. I mean, my main goal in life is to be happy, although that's very like simplistic and I think that would be something for them to remember is like, we do this because it makes us happy, but we also do it because it makes other people's lives better. Well said. Um, and for staff that are listening, what I'd like to say, what, what I want staff to know is that what I want this podcast to be a tool for them. Mm-hmm. So if you have stuff that you want to talk about, if you 
feel like you want your voice to be heard and it's not being heard, first thing I want you to know is it's really important that you share your thoughts. Like you're so fucking valuable. And I think so many of you are going to resonate with what Will was saying earlier and what we've talked about before. There's Mm -hmm. something about this job that comes really naturally. Mm -hmm. And that makes you a really special person. Not everyone could do this job. And certainly not everyone can do this job as well as the staff that we have that do it. So pat yourself on the fucking back. You deserve it. All right, we're going to end the podcast. How should we do that? Oh, that works. Just yelling bye into the microphone. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, We really appreciate you giving us your time. We hope it's valuable for you. If you have any thoughts or you want to come on the show or you just want to send us some love, uh, find us on Instagram, on our socials, TikTok. Jump in our DMs, Brett. We're here for it. Let us know. Please keep that in. Listen, hey. Jump in our DM, Brit. Jump in our DM. <laughs> what? All right. This is uh, I Love You Therapeutically. I'm Ben. I'm Ellie. I'm William. And we really appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. We, we Bye. fucking love you. We fucking love you. Fucking love you. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Um, it's Ellie's turn. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Ben doesn't stop talking, so. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. I'm Ben. I'm Ellie. All right, I can't. That is still uh, on you. you <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.